Kissinger had one last plan to create peace in the Middle East. With passing of Kissinger, many observers wonder whether his plan for solving the Arab-Israeli conflict will have succeeded in solving the problem once for all. I have my doubt, but it is worth looking into this plan. My name is Dr. David Walalu, and you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict. Please keep an open mind as you watch this video. I will dive into the veteran diplomat's last interview and his proposed peace plan for Israel and Palestine. Our show today is sponsored by Gondry BioComplete. Before passing away at the age of 100, Henry Kissinger was considered one of the most powerful diplomatic minds in history, but also a very controversial one at that. A former Secretary of State to two presidents and advisor to many others, Kissinger is responsible for some of the U.S.'s biggest political and foreign policy decisions over the past 50 years. Policies that have manifested through the most atrocities humanity ever seen and known, be they in Laos, South America, and Cambodia, among others. Some have stated that Kissinger was a peacemaker. Well, it's not a term you will likely to hear many in Cambodia use when describing Henry Kissinger. But the question, who was Henry Kissinger? As a German-born Jew whose family escaped the Nazis, Heinz Alfred Kissinger had a very strong opinion on Israel and the situation in the Middle East. Kissinger, a name synonymous with global diplomacy and real politics, emerged from the tumultuous tides of the mid-20th century to become a formidable figure in international relations. Born in May 27, 1923, in Firth, a city in the Bavaria region of Germany, Kissinger's life took a dramatic turn when he and his family were forced to flee Nazi persecutions, arriving in New York just before Kristallank, or the Night of Broken Glass. This early exposure to the horror of totalitarianism helped shape young Kissinger's early worldview, fostering an interest in global politics as well as in traditional conservatism. Kissinger's academic prowess was evident at Harvard, where he earned a BA, a Bachelor of Art in Political Science in 1950, followed by a PhD in 1954. His doctoral thesis, later published as, and I put this in quote, nuclear weapons and foreign policy, end of quote argued for the frequent tactical use of nuclear weapons, a stance that stirred controversy and marked him as a bit of a maverick in foreign policy circles. Now, a word from our sponsors. Speaking of digestive issues, this is caused by a potential toxin, that is, in all of the quotes, healthy foods, that scientists have been telling us to eat with the fraudulent food pyramids for the longest time. And this potential toxin causes digestive issues, according to Dr. Gondry, a world-renowned cardiologist. This is affecting millions of people nationwide. 
So the warning signs include weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, stiff joints, and even skin problems. Well, Dr. Gondry explains these side effects are often mistaken for normal signs of aging because digestive issues develop usually over a matter of years and sometimes even decades. I can assure you that the damage is probably caused by these health foods and it's far from normal. The good news is you can easily help fix the problem from your own home. It's very simple. You just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which one contains these hidden potential toxins. So you can go find this yourself at gutglensprotocol.com forward slash geo show. That's gutglensprotocol.com forward slash geo show. Click on the link in the description below the video. Because after years of research, Dr. Gondry has decided to release an informative video to the public free and uninterrupted showcasing exactly which foods you need to avoid. So go find that video at gutglensprotocol.com forward slash geoshow and click on the link in the description below. Throughout his career, Kissinger's influence was underpinned by a belief in the supremacy of great powers in maintaining international order, often to the point of actively brushing aside moral considerations, Cambodia was a case in point. His pragmatism and realist approach to diplomacy were particularly evident during his tenure as National Security Advisor and Secretary of State under Presidents Nixon and Ford. To this day, the results of his decisions in Latin America and Southeast Asia led him to be referred to as a war criminal, which, from a technical standpoint, he was. Yet, where the illegal bombing of Cambodia and Laos represents one side of the multifaceted man, his efforts in Israel and the Middle East tell a completely different story. For most of his professional career, Kissinger worked to develop a unique plan for establishing long-term peace in one of the world's most contentious regions. Before his death in late 2023, he echoed his belief that his plan could still work. In fact, Kissinger may be the person most responsible for the seemingly unbreakable bond between the US and Israel. His role in negotiating the Camp David Accords, which secured Egypt's recognition of Israel as a state, was a testament to his diplomatic acumen, but also one that led to the assassination of Anwar Sadat. However, his perceived neglect of Palestinian rights and needs during these negotiations set the standard for how many countries approach the two-state solution. Kissinger believed that a strong Israel served American interest. As all of this was going on during the Cold War, Kissinger's primary focus was countering the growth of communism in the Arab world. However, he also knew it was in America's interest 
to have at least some form of peace in the region. As he puts it, and I quote, the United States has an interest in the survival of Israel, but we, of course, have an interest in the 130 million Arabs that sit athwart the world oil supplies. End of quote. Intentions aside, Kissinger's approach to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict demonstrated a deep understanding of how religion, nationalism, and the effect of World War II continued to impact the region. His strategy blended pragmatism and strategic foresight, but lacked neutrality. To his credit, he incorporated a concept that he called shuttle diplomacy by personally mediating between the leaders of Israel, Egypt, and Syria. Kissinger sought to bridge deep-seated mistrust and lay the groundwork for incremental peace. But what was perhaps most unique about Kissinger's plans is that the focus was their effort on outward, not inward. In 1970s, just as today, Many agreed that Israel's biggest threat came from Palestinians, who had seen their land partitioned into Jewish and Arab states following World War II. This led to the thousands of Palestinians being displaced or forced to flee, and directly caused several major conflicts, including the Suez Crisis in 1956, the Six-Day War in 1967, and the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Israel captured the West Bank, Gaza Strip, and Golan Heights during these conflicts, which soon led to an apartheid situation with frequent explosions of violence from both sides. To great criticism, Kissinger believed it was best to sideline Palestinian aspirations until after peace has been achieved between Israel and the surrounding nations. Though condemned by many, the approach led to significant agreements, such as the Israeli-Egyptian and Israeli-Syrian disengagements following the Yom Kippur War. Kissinger saw disagreements as a steps towards a larger peace process. In his mind, he could help Israel isolate the Palestinian issue but first solving frontier disputes. Rather than a rush to put a band-aid on the problem, he saw peace in the Middle East as a multi-generational endeavor, a notion I personally do not agree with because the two-state solution will have been the ideal back then as it is today. The question we ought to ask, why Kissinger believed in the plan's success? His confidence in his peace plan stemmed from his deep understanding of the historical and political nuances of Israel-Palestinian relations. He recognized that the Middle East peace process required patience and could not be rushed. Because the tensions had so many different causes, incremental diplomacy was the only way to make significant progress and avoid backsliding into violence. Of course, while Kissinger remained extremely influential on the global stage, 
his ability to directly influence policy ended in the 1980s. However, he continued to engage in diplomacy and foreign affairs as a private citizen and was often called upon for his expertise in international relations. Unfortunately, this meant watching as the situation in Israel turned from bad to worse, with growing animosity and nationalism taking hold on both sides. The late 1980s and early 90s brought about the first Intifada, a Palestinian uprising against Israel occupation in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Though the Oslo Accord in 1993 sought to establish a peace process, they fell short of addressing some of these core issues comprehensively. This led to the rise of today's Hamas. In October 23, Hamas militant broke down fences separating Gaza from Israel and launched an attack that killed over 1,000 civilians. Israel responded with a bombing campaign aimed at destroying Hamas, but that Palestinians claim has so far resulted in tens of thousands of civilians' death. In one of his final interviews, Kissinger reflected on the evolving dynamics in the region, particularly this most recent conflict. He emphasized the necessity of a firm response to aggression against Israel, citing the failed expectations from Israel's voluntary withdrawal from Gaza. Kissinger again highlighted the complexity of negotiating peace in a region where historical grievances, strategic interests, and cultural differences intertwine. In doing so, he repeated the need to produce quick results has only worsened the violence and created new generations of anti-Israeli and anti-Palestinian militants. Now here we have an attack on Israeli territory itself, it's, whose purpose can only be to mobilize the Arab world against Israel and to get off the track of peaceful negotiations. There has to be some penalty. I think Israel has no choice except to invade Gaza and to try to put it to an end, put this kind of relationship to an end. So here is my conclusion for you. Henry Kissinger's legacy in the Middle East is a tapestry of strategic diplomacy, pragmatic decisions, controversial choices, and lack of neutrality. His approach to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, characterized by incrementalism and the focus on bilateral agreement, led the groundwork for future peace negotiations. However, his methods also left unresolved issues, particularly concerning Palestine, which continues to fuel regional conflicts. Unfortunately, we may never know if Kissinger's incremental peace plan would have worked. It's possible even he, with all his knowledge, didn't have what it takes to solve what many say is the biggest problem in the history of modern world. We hope you enjoyed this video. What do you think about Mr. Kissinger, his legacy, and the ongoing struggles in the Middle East? Would his plan have worked, or is the region simply too volatile? Feel free to comment. 
But as always, we ask that you try to keep things civil so we can have an informed discussion that benefits everyone. Also, please hit the like and share button and subscribe for more comprehensive and balanced political analysis on today's biggest issues. Thank you.